With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Mark here. I just have a fun announcement for you. So we recently started doing these Final Fight episodes, and we've been putting them up with the movies, the regular movie films and flicks episodes. However, the Final Fight episodes people really loved. So we figured that we would start a brand new podcast just called Final Fights, brought to you by Movie Films and Flicks where it's nothing but final fights in movies, where we discuss every punch, bite, kick, head kick, gut punch, everything you can think about. We do a lot of research, and they're short episodes. They're probably about 20 to 30 minutes. They're really quick to listen to, and they just talk about all your favorite final fights. So head to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and rate, review, and subscribe, and listen to Final Fights. I think you'll really enjoy it. Thank you. Welcome to Final Fights, brought to you by Movies, Films, and Flicks. I am Mark Hoffmeyer, and joining me is a man who loves to throw very high punches. It's John Levengood. I mean, just the highest punches, and, and preferably very slow ones if I'm fighting Van Damme. Now, before we get to the final fight, I, I'll, I'll rewatch this movie to kind of get a refresher about all the tournament, how they got through it, like what, you know, like how do they win, who do they fight, who are the side characters, just for a refresher. And I noticed some really great things I don't think I've ever noticed before in this. And as I started reading about the different fighters, I realized that a lot of these fighters have nicknames. Mm-hmm. So I just learned that there's uh, Jazzy Jeff, which makes me really happy that he's the guy that Ray Jackson throws off the mat did oh, in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. When Phil kicks him out of the house. Okay. And then there's there's like hammer pants. There's fire shorts. There's mouth guard. And it just really cracked me up watching these guys again and seeing who these personalities were. Because as you're watching this movie, you realize there's about six good fighters in this tournament. Would you say? Like, air quotes, I, good fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, in general, that's fair. I, I'd be nitpicking to pick a different number. I'd say what? Paco, the Thai kickboxer, he's legit. And then you have Swan uh, Paradis, who, Michael Kesey, who is Tong Po in kickboxer. He, I mean, he got his... His what, like, shin destroyed, but he put up some good fights. He was also Attila in Lionheart. Oh, my God. Oh, whoa, he got big for Lionheart. I think he just added body fat as yeah. he got a little older, to be honest. But, yeah, that was that was he as well. So you have those guys, and then, obviously, we got to add uh, Chong Lee, Frank. Now, this is going to sound crazy, but Ray Jackson, he's not a good fighter, but he is powerful? He, I mean, he, he well, He's a good brawler, and because yeah. he got a good surprise start, the brawl took over, right? Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the – what I will th- – th- this isn't meant to sound like like uh, like culturally ignorant, but a lot of the mishmash of, of Japanese and Chinese-style martial artists were all very good. And, and by the way, I'm not saying Asian because all depictions of Korean martial arts were losers. No joke. All Korean oh, martial wow. art artists – 
were losers. There were no um, Indian. I didn't see any um, any. Uh, there was no Eco UA as Penchak Penchak yeah. Salat. Yeah. Right. Is that what that is? Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see that. So it was. But so it was basically Korean, Japanese, and Chinese. But there was a lot of Korean. I mean, there was a lot of Chinese and Japanese fighters, and all of them they found some on point choreography. Oh yeah, I mean the scene where. Was it Jackson and Jiyuksu when he is fighting Frank Dukes? And when he's fighting Frank JCVD, they throw the matching high kicks. And that dude was right. a, like a real legit fighter. And they told him to take it easy on him. Uh, take it easy on JCVD in the fight. So, yeah, these yeah. are like these guys in here. So, Paco, he's he's a real Thai kickboxer. Dude, like he like just like the stance, the way he fought, uh, you know, Swan Paradis. Like a lot of these guys were were legit athletes and I want to ask you a question, John. I, I asked you this earlier. In this final, so there's a, we're going to be talking about the final fight, but who had the easier road to the final fight, Frank okay, I, or Chung Lee? I want to start by saying, like, when you asked this question, I thought it was a loaded question because usually your protagonist has the much harder time getting through the tournament, even in Van Damme's The Quest, which is basically modeled after this, mm-hmm. than than the main bad guy who also makes it to the final. The main bad guy tends to have a breeze on the way up, and then they tend to start crushing in the final match and then all of a sudden lose, right? Yeah. But this movie did not do that. And so I rewatched the fights, and I actually paid attention. I wrote down every single fight that each of the two of them had and whether they were easy or challenging or why. And I, I honestly believe that they were strikingly equivalent. Yeah, I would I would say that's about right. I think the two toughest ones that Frank had were Paco and uh Pumola, the the, the sumo, sumo the kind of hybrid sumo wrestler. Right. Because, you know, Sadiq, he knocked out he had a guy the last day opponent, the fire shorts, he knocked him out. Then he had the throat slash guy who got knocked out. Orange Gee guy, he got kicked in the face about eighteen times. And then you had the guy who did one cool spin kick then got knocked out by a body shot. So his two toughest were uh, Paco and, and Pumla. Chong Lee, I mean, he had Ray Jackson, who was super tough. He had well, Swan. Who, who whooped him, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Who and, whooped him to the point that he was half knocked out. Yeah. And then, oh, man, Ray's such an idiot. That I've watched. I've been watching this movie my entire life, and I get pissed off every time Ray Jackson right. goes down. And then he fought Swan, uh, Paradis, Michael Kesey. He landed some good shots. I would say he's a real tough dude. He- heavy punches. Yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy punches. So he had some tough guys in there. Leading up to it. Now, he did fight no takedown defense guy who just pulled his legs out. And then he fought mouth guard who went down pretty easy. And hammer pants went down pretty good. But they each probably had two really tough competitors. So I would say it's about equal. I'd actually say that, that Chung Lee had three. Oh, wow. Because cause his last fight, the guy whose neck he broke at the end with the gold pants. Yeah. Is that hammer pants? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. No, that's uh, uh, Chung Ip Mung. Okay, oh, so that guy... Punched Chung Li in the face like five times, and yeah. he did a double palm on either side at the same time, slap on his mandible. So like he was, he actually got in. Even though he's a little guy, he got in a lot of hard hits. But even though I think Chung Li had three tough fights and Van Damme only had two, Frank Dukes when he fought the sumo guy though, he that was that was really grueling, and he might have had joint pain after that. From yeah. the arm twists. And when he fought Paco, oh, his ribs. Even, even though Paco only got in one good hit when he was playing tough guy, and I've done that with people when I was taking martial arts in high school and college, like, you're real tough right then, 
But like later, you're sore. He caught from shin that. on ribs. Right. So even though he just had two, his two would have taken more of a toll. And Chung Lee took a lot, a lot of face hits. Yeah. He from did. his three, his three fights that were tough. So, but again, generally, I find them pretty equal. And now yeah. I, I have uh, one last thing. So one thing, I'll, I'll, I kind of the. I like how the the tournament is set up pretty quick. When Frank gets the record, he beats out Chong Li's record. So then Chong Li is pissed. And I kind of like that they set this up. And they set up this fight where... I mean, this is a long fight, John. This is a fight that's about seven minutes in length, right? Seven minutes in length. And do you want to guess how many strikes were landed in the final fight? Are we counting the jump kicks that were just repeated with multiple cameras from different angles? I counted those <laughs> just because they had to show them. And I count throws. I count throws, too. And, and like, the triple hits. I think throws should count. But, like, uh, and some of his punches were doubled on, too. So can I? All right. I'm going to guess. This is how many total hits? Yep. 50. 49. Oh, it's so You're insane, close. John. I, by the way, I deliberately, deliberately did not count. That's that's amazing. I now, deliberately didn't count. So they land that, and I mean, there's a scene in this thing, in this, in this fight where Jean Claude Van Damme is blinded, and he sits there for one minute and 21 seconds just yelling. So there's, it's not all fighting. There's a lot of knockdowns. There's a lot of this going on. Now, when they start the fight, Chong Lee's like, you know, I, you broke my record. Now I break you like I broke your friend. You have Frank b bowing, and then you have Chong Lee flexing his pecs. Are those like Reeboks back in the day that he gets pumped up? <laughs> like Air Jordans? Yeah, when he pumps his pecs, does that, like, is that the way that he gets pumped up? Is that his bowing to people? You know, so, I, well, first off, that dude has no, very little respect for bowing. His bows were so half-assed. <laughs> even, even to the masters of the Korukai up front, like, he barely, he barely did a bro nod. Nothing. But, but honestly, so I've seen, I've seen him do uh, pec flexes back in his Bruce Lee days. I almost think that that was totally involuntary. <laughs> He's just so used to doing it. I think that it was almost like his when he turned and your arms just sway the littlest bit. I almost think that that just happened. Wow. Because <laughs> when, he, when he flexes his pecs, it's like someone, someone rang a tuning fork. <laughs> 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 like that dude is all – like if you weigh him, I bet he's 50% pec. Yeah, oh, easily. And do you think that's why Frank went for the body? Because he said his gut isn't strong. Yeah, you know, it's funny, too. I, he's all, I, like, you don't punch his pecs, but you punch his gut. He, he's got a hell of a body, but yeah. apparently that's just his, you know, that's just like his weak thing. And maybe his, maybe he's weak to the gut. Remember when they said he's sweet to the gut? Yeah. Both Van Damme said, or Duke said it. But I wonder if it's actually not that it's, it's a, a literal weak point. But that his hubris makes it so, like when people go into a fight, they grit their teeth, they tighten their jaw, they tighten the their neck. <laughs> whereas, whereas he just walks up, he's all casual. He's not flexed and tight. So when you hit him in the gut, he's not ready for it like ever. Yeah. No, and he didn't block much. Uh, JCVD is kicking. He, I mean, okay, so that. This is my biggest problem, and we've talked about this before, John, on, on Movies, Films, and Flicks, the podcast, and I've written articles about it. JCVD's final, vi like, villains, the final fights, they fall apart. They're very tough. And then when adversity hits them, they, they, they just, they have nothing. So I thought it was really interesting. Did you think it was interesting how JCVD opened the fight up with a, a head kick, and then he jumped off the ref and hit Chung Lee? 
I mean, he had like 10 strong hits for two from Chung Lee, yep. like in the first, I don't know, 20 seconds. It was, he, this was his, of, of the tough fights, air quotes, this was his easiest tough fight. He was owning it. Yeah. And he was just handing it to him. Now, Chung Lee did land a nice uh, body kick and then he had a good throw. But for the most part, I mean, it was basically take three punches to get one. I don't think he had ever come up a, against a fighter like Frank. So I, I don't think he was prepared for it. And I guess my biggest question about this final fight is, John, when JCVD Frank is yelling for 90 seconds, what is he doing? <laughs> what is what is who what is what is Chung Lee doing? doing? OK, well, first, I, I, I feel like, well, that was slowed down a little bit, right? Yeah. I feel like we're, but, but in reality, even in the reality of this movie, that felt like it had to be 30 seconds of dead time, right? Yeah. So let's say that's 90 a, seconds a, of slow motion. What's he doing right. during that 90 seconds of slow motion? But, but I, I feel like he is almost like a supervillain. His flaws are not moral or innocent mistakes. They are from his hubris and his fixations. And his fixation is looking good in front of these audiences and winning. So he doesn't, he just thinks the moment that he's done that, that he's won. Yeah. So I think that when that happens, after he hits him the one time and he's down on, and Van Damme's down on his knees and he's slow-mo with his hands out, I think Chung Lee is reveling in the fact that he thinks that the audience is responding to the huge hit that knocked Frank Dukes down and just it just totally took away all of his momentum. Mm -hmm. I think that he's shaking his fists up and down because he's basically the fist pumper 20 years before the Jersey Shore. He's doing the worm. Practically, right? I mean, <laughs> so I, I think that he's just basking in what he forecasts as his inevitable victory right now. Got it. And then he goes to throw the giant punch, but that gives JCVD time, Frank, time to collect his bearings, remember his training, and then catch the punch, give him a gut kick, and then just start landing kick after kick after kick. I mean, he is right. There's there's no setups. You know, in a lot of fights, you got to work the jab. You know, let's say you're you're left-handed, you throw some rights, you know, to get your left in. You you punches and bunches. You set up things. You you know you switch stances. Frank is just kicking him in the face. I mean, there's no lateral movement or any of this the, right. so i just love that bolo just uh, no, i'm sorry chong lee just gets completely caught off guard and i learned something interesting in my research for this this movie didn't have stuntmen so all these actors they were all martial artists they're all athletes but they all did their own stuff which i thought was pretty cool that's and that's how and that's always how you get the best fights too it's like you watch some movies with like uh scotty Atz, scott adkins um folks scotty and like when when he and he is an l Standing stuntman and martial artist, but his fights only look as good as the worst person he's fighting on screen. Yeah. And so sometimes he looks bad because, you know, he has a crappy stuntman or choreographer fighting him. And then likewise, a lot of times in these movies, the secondary fights of the non-main characters, they're just suck and they're like they're throwaways and they're brief moments. Whereas in this, like you said, like we have real fighters. So a lot of these other fights, like you actually give a damn and it's almost like you walk away if you enjoyed this movie, remembering uh, those two Chinese dudes who were training together in the beginning of the movie, who then met and fought each other on the stage yeah. on the platform. You know, it's like you remember those things because they all looked good and they all had their own style. Unique, Very looking. energizing. Yeah, unique looking. You can kind of know who they are. They have enough that's interesting about them. And I, I don't know how you felt about this, John, but I really came away respecting Bolo Young 
a lot more because he sold it for this young JCVD. JCVD wasn't the hotness yet. And you have right. this guy, Bolo Young, who absolutely sells the punches. I mean, when he gets hit by Frank, it looks like Chong Lee's head's going to pop off. He sells for JCVD. And I, I know he got paid. I know he's an actor. And I, I know he's an, like, you know, uh, he was like Mr. Asia, one of the just jack dudes around. He could play the drums mm -hmm. with his pecs. Dwayne Johnson would be jealous. But I love that he was selling for him. And that yeah. that made the fight a lot better. And I think another thing that makes this fight better is how vulnerable JCVD looks in this fight. So you have Bolo selling it, and you have Jean-Claude Van Damme actually looking vulnerable and yelling mm -hmm. and, like, pulling off the, the powder to the eyes, the blindness, really, I don't know about really well, but it all feels like a very earnest fight. And that's why I think this movie is one of the fight kind of classics that people go to over and over. Not just that, you know, it's from the very start, you went out of your way to to mention to all our wonderful listeners. Thank you, everybody. But to, to mention to our listeners that you didn't just watch the final fight a few times to prepare for this, because we've both seen this movie untold numbers of times. Mm -hmm. You sat and watched the whole movie. And guess what? So did I. Yep. Last night, I sat down and I, I started thinking, OK, let's get it's, it's, Oh, the first scene. I love the music. So I just sat down and watched it. This martial arts movie has so from a, a general filmmaking perspective has so much heart and, and a great soundtrack that really backs it and i don't know if you noticed during the final fight how the camera angles got so much different the long so when frank gets his the powder thrown in his eyes there's a, a wide shot and it's a dolly shot that goes left and right for about 30 seconds they pull away to the wide shots a lot of these fights are kind of at one static angle to capture them really fast but the final fight, they really busted out all the stops. I love the dolly shot at the end. I thought the extras actually in the stands were really good. I loved how they were just waving the money. It'd be nice and cool in there. I think the wide shots and then coming back in, the way they positioned the, the, the mat, the floor, it really created a, a stylistic fight. And it, it, felt, it feels, I like that they staved. You're supposed to do this, but they pull all the stops for the final fight. And after you watch it a few times, you really realize, wow, that's a really great dolly shot they just did. That's smart that they pulled for the wide shot. They did some really cool stuff that they, they did slow-mo. They did, you know, they showed the same kick three times. They really wanted to get the, a bang for their buck and they did it in this final fight. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and even though they say they, they pulled all the stops for the final fight, though, I'm again gonna say this, I think all the fights, uniformly, the fight aspect of this movie is still glorious. It just mm -hmm. it's more montagey leading up to the final fight. Gosh, it's it's such a great movie. I had a friend on Facebook just today, like talking about how horrible this movie is. And I, I get it. Look, we, we all have the things that we like. But it's like if you enjoy a Van Damme movie, period, the end, I, I'm expecting that you adore this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I can see how people call the cheesiness out. But I think the earnestness and the the kind of competition and the villain I don't know, this JCVD's performance gives you enough to like. You just got to be open to it, I think. Oh, a friend of mine, and he was being cheeky at this point, but I honestly do believe that he, he does not like or respect this movie. But he said, I reserve no statements of greatness for movies featuring Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, and when he said that, I like all of a sudden, like, and I was inside, I was getting angry that he was like, like, I'm like, you do not hate on Van You must know I love Van Damme. You must know. You've been my Facebook friend for years. You see what I watch. And, but, and I was like getting up. I was actually getting annoyed at work as I'm seeing this when I take a Facebook break every couple hours. And then when he said that, it's like, okay, at least you're going to be funny about it. 
I accept your criticism. It's not it's not for everybody. It's just for most people with good taste. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's too easy to pick out the flaws. But that's why I like doing these. That's why I like this like like doing these podcasts with you and I think we try to look at the little things in here. And another thing I want to look at is I sent you this question earlier. You're one of the Kumite fighters. What would your personality be? Yeah. Plus size wushu. <laughs> yes. Because that Plus was your training, wushu. right? Absolutely. I, I, I'm going to be the, the, the oversized guy doing Chinese opera acrobatics. And so, but, You're but like because a Chris of that, Farley, <laughs> but not a right. Chris Farley. You know what I mean? But because of that, like, I'm never going to do a double somersault, even if it's off of a high point to a lower, lower ground. But, but if at my size, if I just do a single somersault, even though it almost looks like it's in slow motion because I'm so big, people are just going to be like, whoa! Uh, like, they just don't expect how athletic you are out there. Right, just jump spin kicks. And you see, it's like smoke signaling because my leg is so big. It's like, it's like a windmill coming at you, but still, like... It, just imagine, though, you, you do that to back off your opponent. So now it's a strategy to back off your opponent, and then you rush in with the jabs, with the with the Chong Li jabs. Chong Li was a good jabber. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. He, he got he, – with his hands down, they came up quick. My, a lot the of one those... part I don't like, though, is Chong Li uh, – Chong Li – Chong Li rolls. Does a, a, a roll only so that JCV could – VD can do a jump split. Right. Uh, I was like, there's no tactical – Chong Li would not do that. He would right. not roll. That's the one false thing. I mean, the split's great. I, that's the one part I didn't like so, about this. So fight. I have a defense for that scene, although the way they depicted it, I, 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 I can't argue that you can tell that he was doing this. But in a real fight, if someone was about to try and basically bum rush you, you know, just, just get you around the waist and, and tackle you to the ground. If you started that way and then you saw someone start to jump and you don't know what they're doing, you, but they're doing a jump, like a jump kick, your reaction might be to turn it into a roll. But it did not look like he turned a tackle into a roll. It just looked like, I'm going to do a front roll into him. Maybe he was hoping to get – I know there's a guy named Ryan Hall. He's an MMA fighter, and he currently fights in the UFC. And he does a lot of rolls into leg locks and then gets heel hooks on him. So do you think Chong Lee was trying to get a heel hook? I don't know what he – again, I, we're, we're, at that point, we were just having, like, a nice moment of fandom for you – know, it's funny to call it that, actually, because it's like, yeah, this was before Van Damme had fandom. Yeah. But it, that almost seemed – that was – This that is how he got staging, fandom. We were staging a hero moment. Yeah, trailer moment. I, I, I think I think if I had to be a fighter, John, I would be – because, you know, I boxed and I was like a wrestler, so I'd be like the Randy Couture-esque, the wrestle boxer kind of guy. You know what I, you know what I picture you as? What? I picture you, picture you as the, like, punching through wooden building supports Dolph Lundgren from The Expendables. Oh, my. Yeah, sure. Like when he fought Jet Li? Oh, banging his head in this stuff. What a great fight. Right. Like, I, I just, I, I see you as, as the guy who, but you see, you're a big, heavy brawler, but you're smart about it, you're, which you almost never see on screen. I, I love a good Dolph Lundgren fight. That's I see me. you being the big guy that, that, that the little quick guys are like, oh, I know how to handle these big, slow guys. And then, like, when they try and do something clever, you just jab them because they think you're going to do one of those windmill haymakers that you see from a mile away, and you're just going to give them a good big dude jab to the face a couple times. They're so underutilized. I mean, the jab is such a great weapon that not too many people use. Got to throw so, a jab. So glad. Like, you see, Chong Lee looks like the guy who's going to do these these supervillain haymakers and just rip someone's head off. And and yet most of what he does are jabs and kicking the waist or lower. Yep. Leg checks and jabs. Hmm. He, he's, he's a smart fighter who is an idiot about fighting because of his hubris. 
And then, he, and then he just, once he starts losing, he falls apart. Okay, just, yeah, dude, because he doesn't know how to get hit. Yeah, because he probably doesn't get hit much. Yeah, he doesn't. That's just it. He remember, dude never learned to get hit. Remember when Brock Lesnar was steamrolling people? And then when he fought, it, like, Cain Velasquez or different fighters, when he started getting hit? <laughs> well, no, he took a ton of punishment from Shane Carwin. So I can't say that. Oh, never mind. Scratch that. But uh, final thoughts about this fight before we get out of here? Ooh, uh, I, I just think it's amazing. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of these movies, when the fight is over and you see someone kind of getting their award or it's the award ceremony or everyone's telling them how great they were. Of course, normally that's the end of the movie and this movie doesn't quite do that. But like when he was sitting up there and, and he, he fixed his hair, <laughs> his hair looked yeah. different from the whole movie. But when he was standing in front of the the masters of the Korukai, I'm just like. Like, I was not waiting for that scene to end. And I think most movies like this, I'm waiting for that scene to end. But I was in it. You know, yeah. I was so happy. They had that nice, almost mystical chime music in the background as he's, you know, hearing uh, about, you know, how he fought with inspiration. And even though that seems like such a canned thing to say, like, I was I was there. I was just there today rewatching it right before we recorded as I was when I was like 10 and I was watching mystified by this amazing movie. So I, I, I think it's just a powerful, it's so much heart, so much heart in this movie. What if about I, you? If I was Frank, I'd just be pissed at the refs for uh, knowing that a dude threw a, a substance into my eyes. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of powder. <laughs> so but that's an interesting point. Remember, uh, Mr. Lynn told us there are only two rules. When? Lynn, Mr. Lynn. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. What the two rules were, to, like what, what? No, no, no fighting outside of the ring. Yeah. And don't get thrown out of the arena. Oh yeah, that's true. So, yeah. so, but, but that instead brings to my attention why the crap is there an official in the arena? I guess just to keep a well, because he lets Chung Lee kill a guy too. Right. He's not stopping anything. If if anything, he gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, and he did get in the way. He starts the fight, and then he gets in the way. But, the, but Lynn said, the two, of course, he might have just yeah. been, you know, speaking colloquially, but there are two rules, guys. Yeah, I liked him a lot. He was good. Uh, but this, this was fun, man. Thank you for joining me. I'm glad we got to tackle this classic. Dude, wonderful movie. I'm so glad to be here. All right, so for me, Mark Hoffmeyer, and for John Levengood, this is Final Fights. We'll see you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.